Amen. It's good to know Jesus. Aren't you glad you know Jesus? I'm just so glad I know him. I'm going to talk to you uh, on the simple subject, standing against God. Standing against God. Uh, Y'all know about Pharaoh, right? Praise God. God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Amen. Exodus 3 and 16 says, uh, he's talking about to Moses, he says, Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers and the God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pezerites and the Hivites and the Jebusites unto the land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken to thy voice and thou shalt come and thou and the elders of Israel unto the king of Egypt. And ye shall say unto him, the Lord God of the Hebrews hath met me, or met with us. And now let us go and beseech thee three days uh, journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. And now this is the part I want to really talk to you about. And the Lord looked at him and just simply said, and I'm sure, I know without a doubt, that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by the mighty hand of God. And it's amazing to me that God would send him to ask a king to do something that a king wasn't going to do. Praise God. Standing against God. There's a lot of good stuff in that. I want to talk to you about today. Lord, in the precious name of Jesus, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to be with me. Help me, dear Lord, as I minister your word to your people. And God, I'll give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Have you ever thought about God hardening Pharaoh's heart? God hardened his heart. You kind of can struggle with that a little bit to think that God would harden Pharaoh's heart and then destroy him. God would cause him to do something. You know, even in this life, when we cause somebody, it is one thing, praise the Lord, for somebody to come up and fight you in the court, and it's another thing when you've caused them to fight you. When somebody just has road rage... It's one thing. But when somebody has road rage because you did them wrong and you're giving them road rage back, that's another. It's just understandable, right? And to think that God could harden Pharaoh's heart and then knock him down is just an amazing thing. But I want to talk to you about that today because I, I feel in the Lord that I've got some very good things. Praise God. And so... God told Moses that he was going to go before Pharaoh. And he told him, of course, in verse 19, he said, I am sure that the king of Egypt. Yeah, it's amazing to me that Pharaoh never wrote Moses in there. Or Moses never wrote Pharaoh in there. He wrote the king of Egypt. God said unto him, the king of Egypt. He didn't even acknowledge him as Pharaoh. He just said, the king of Egypt. He said, I'm sure that the king of Egypt, praise God, is not going to let you go. Not praise God, 
by a mighty hand. Verse 20 goes on to tell us how God was going to uh, counteract Pharaoh's refusal. In verse 20, he said, I'll stretch out my hand and I'll smite Egypt. And my wonders which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. You know, they brought a man one time to Jesus that was sick. And they said, he was blind, and they said, Lord, why is this man sick? Is it the sin of his parents? Is it the sin of him? And Jesus simply said, he is sick so that I might show forth, praise God, my glory. That I might be able to do, show my, my strength. How would we ever know God if we didn't have a God that got us out of situations? How would we, you know, I've often said, if kids never needed to eat or a place to sleep, why would they need a parent? Praise God. You won't need a parent because you, you don't need a place to sleep. You don't need a place to eat. You're just fine. You can go out and do whatever you want to. Why would you need a parent? Why would you need that connection? Why would you depend on a parent? Praise God. Because I don't know about you, but all kids go through the stanza where they don't think they need their parents anymore. Praise the Lord. And so why would we need a God if we did not need him? If there was not that God that we could, you know, lean on. Praise God. In Exodus 4 and 21, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh. He said, I'm going to show many wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thy hand. But even at that, God said, but I will harden his heart that he shall not let the people go. I'm going to send you to ask. I'm going to have you demand. And I know I'm going to harden his heart so he won't do it. It's like a sinner sitting on a pew and a preacher preaching. And all of a sudden... God's saying, I'm going to harden his heart so he rejects the message so he will go to hell. It's, it's, it's a question, praise God, that many has, have had. You see, these strong words have made a lot of discussions over the years in Christianity. We've, we've always wondered about this scripture. But you see, God tells Moses of what he's going to do to Pharaoh and Moses warns Pharaoh. He still warns him. God still warns him because in Exodus 4 and 22, he says, Thou shalt say unto the Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord Israel, my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go. He's talking about Israel. That they may serve me. If thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will slay your firstborn son. So God gave Pharaoh a choice. So to understand, amen, the situation more, we have to understand the nature of God. We've got to understand what God's nature is. So let us back up from this scene and let us talk for a moment about what really is the nature of God. Because the Bible tells us that God is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. 
And so that's so much the wonderful thing about the Word of God. And that is, you can look at the Word of God, you can read the Word of God, amen, of something that happened 2,000 years ago, and know that that is my God. You know, it's cute. There was somebody in, in, in my life, amen, that bought three sets of boots. And uh, they paid, I think, $225 for three sets of boots. And uh, they didn't need the third set, so I said, I, I'll buy it off of them. I said, I'll buy it off of you. So they rounded the, the $225 or whatever into three and sold me the set of boots for that. Well, I decided to, to tease someone and say that went with them. And I said, you know, they sold me these boots. I think I got them at a really good price. I said, he's charged me about $200 for them. And he looked at me and said, no, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't charge you that. I know better than that. Because he knew his character. You know a character. When you hear something, if you got two people, one's a, 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 a constant liar and the other never lies and they're in disagreement with each other, what are you going to think? You know, you just know the character. And when you have God, you know his character, praise God. And you think, you know, uh, I don't understand what God's doing, but I know God does all things well. I know God does all things for my benefit. So somehow in this situation, I'm going to have to trust him. Praise God. And so you trust him. Amen. And so to understand God, we need to understand God's nature. Praise God. Because the Lord Jehovah, we got to understand that he did not force Pharaoh to harden his heart. He, it would not be in the nature of God to do that. So we, we, we have to at least draw that line. Because we find in Scripture... Uh, that it is never the will of God for anyone to be lost, perish, or do wrong. The Bible says he doesn't tempt us to sin. It's never the will of God for God to have somebody do that. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 says, And the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards to, uh, to, uh, to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, you know, God is a God that wants man to be saved. He does everything that he can to cause man to be saved. He put things in your path to cause you, amen, to have the ability to be saved. He woos you. He works with you. He... Uh, allows things to happen to you and I because his ultimate goal is for us to be saved. He put Adam and Eve in the garden. He gave them the wonderful things that they have. And then, praise God, He, uh, when Adam and Eve fell, he made a redeemer. Every day you get up, God structures your life. I have often said, amen, the Bible says he will not put more on us than we can bear. Amen. But that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about me putting more on myself than I could bear. When you don't say no, when you can't do something, you've done it to yourself and you've put more on yourself than you can bear. When you do, when you do something wrong to somebody, then that is an account that has to come back to you. That you have to deal with. Praise God. But on the other hand, God does not do, amen, put us in those situations on 
on purpose. He's a God that's loving. He's a God that's concerning. He's a God just like a parent that loves a child. Praise God. So another question we need to look at, amen, is what the nature of God is. John 3.16 said that God so loved the world. That's everybody. That's Christian, non-Christian. That's Adam and Eve all the way through to the last child that's going to be born before the end of the world. Praise God. God so loved the world. Now that's not talking about plants and animals and things of that sort. That's talking about humanity. That he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believeth in him. Now that almost tells me that everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance. If they're hungry for God, the door is open, praise God. If they want to live for the Lord, it's open. And I'm going to broaden that door a little bit. Everybody has a chance to accept as much of the Bible as they can. Every one of us pick and choose what we want to accept out of the Bible. But that Bible, amen, is an open book and we need to accept it all. Paul tells Timothy that we need to study to show ourselves approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, praise God. So we need to study that word. And so he, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Now that word should not perish doesn't mean if you believe in him, you won't perish. That means if you believe in him, you should do what he says or you will perish. Should not perish. Doesn't say will not perish. Says should not perish. If you get up out of your seat, you should be able to make it to the door. But that doesn't mean you'll make it to the door. You got to get up out of your seat and get to the door. If you get up out of your seat, you will make it to the door. That's kind of wrong because you can get up out of your seat but not go to the door. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, it's more than just believing in him. It's believing in what he said in Acts 2.38. It's believing what he said from the book of Matthew, actually from the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelations. Rightly dividing the word of truth and doing exactly what he said. You can't pick and choose out of God's word. You've got to believe every word of it and accept it. I've even heard preachers say, well, I don't believe that book really should have been in the Bible. And I'm like, what? If that's the case, we're all in trouble. Praise the Lord. Because if it's not good, it's not good. How do you believe a liar? The word of God is truth. Should not perish. But whosoever believe in them should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Praise God. He that believeth on him is condemned. We are already condemned. Jesus looked at the woman at the well and said, I don't condemn thee. Now I can't condemn. I don't condemn thee. Why didn't he condemn her? She was already condemned. Jesus didn't have to condemn us. God doesn't have to condemn us. We're already condemned. Praise God. Amen. Here's, I, I really grasped this this week, and this is just, re- I just really like this. 
Y'all know them little birdhouses that you can get from Lowe's and you can put them birdhouses together. You put the nails in it and everything. It comes pre-everything pre there, has the nails and has everything except maybe the hammer and the glasses you're supposed to give the child. And, and, and you put that birdhouse together. Well, if you and I were in a contest and I was to put the birdhouse together and you were to put a birdhouse together, and I got the birdhouse, and I was getting ready to put it together, and you were standing there, and I would say to you, we are now in a race. This is my birdhouse. I'm going to put it together, and you're going to get your own birdhouse somewhere and put it together. And you have to put your birdhouse together as fast as I put my birdhouse together. Or, you don't like that? Okay, let's do this. Amen. Let's have a race. I, I will get a motorcycle. You will get a bicycle. And we'll start out to race. Uh, you don't like that either, do you? All right, one last thing. Praise the Lord. I will wrestle anyone as long as they're no older than 10 years old. I will wrestle them. You, you don't like that either, do you? Well, you know, what's amazing to me, we're pretty good about judging that. But we're not, we're also think that everybody's on the same plateau when it comes to our actions. And we think that we all have the same amount of, of abilities, the same amount of starting out, the same amount, the same amount of situations that we're in. And we look around and we think, oh, they're not doing as good as I am. Well, they might not have had a birdhouse to begin with. They might be on a bike and you're on a motorcycle. That's why Jesus says, to whom much is given, much is required. You see, we can't judge one another. Because we don't, we're not all from the same situation. That's why the God in heaven that knows all things is going to be the judge in the last days. Jesus told him, he said, it can be better for Sodom and Gomorrah in their day than it will be for you. Why? Because they had much more of the word of the Lord. You look back into, you look back into the word of God and the things of God <coughs> and, 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 and you... You think bad about people that's done things back then. They didn't have a Bible sitting in front of them. I was raised in a Pentecostal home. Praise the Lord. I had situations that came my way that other people didn't have come their way. Do you think that we're on the same level? No. That's why none of us can really judge one another because... We all have different situations. Praise God. I don't know what it is to deal with some of the things you've dealt with. I don't know what it is to get up every morning and deal with depression or to have my demons or anything like that. I don't know what it is. So we look at each other, amen, and we can't judge. That's why God has to be the judge of every one of us. 
That's why I believe that when we get to heaven, there are going to be some people that may not have done as good as other people, but God is going to be just as gracious and good to them because their situation was not as good as that person was. You know, I don't know about you, but I get up every morning and I thank God for where I'm at and for what I got and that I know salvation and that he gave me the Holy Ghost and that he speaks through me in tongues and, and that he uses me and I just thank God for that. Praise God. Because, amen, it could be a whole different world. I mean, everybody's dealt a certain amount of cards. And you have to deal with the hand that you're dealt. So we cannot judge. So God is a gracious God. He is a good God. He judges. The Bible said that he that believeth in him, on him is condemned. Or I'm sorry, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So Pharaoh was condemned because he did not believe in Jehovah God. Praise God. So when we come to the conclusion that because Pharaoh stood up against God, he stood up against God. The first step that Pharaoh did was he stood up against God. And so since he stood up against God and in his heart, God knew his heart. He knew that there was no way that Pharaoh was going to bow down to God or to give in. Pharaoh said he was God. I am God. I can make laws. I can have my wife killed and there could be no question about it. I could, I could go to war and ruin this country and there could be no question about it. It was not a democracy in any way. I am God. I know best. Oh, you're Jehovah God, Moses. Praise God. God knew his heart. And because God knew his heart, he, man, you know, he didn't harden Favor's heart, but it's like a man running into a wall. Boom. The wall didn't run into him. He ran into the wall. Moses' heart, praise God, got hardened. Amen. And it was hardened because he would not at all. You know, you, you, uh, it, it just would not harden. Praise God. Um, and I mean, it hardened. His heart hardened. I was trying to think of a lady's name. Praise God. Took prayer out of schools. Um, okay, y'all just mumbled. So one, Madeline O'Hare, yes. When y'all said that, it all sounded like a brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
if I would have been God, I wouldn't have hit her hard to kill her because that's putting her out of her misery. I'd have struck that tree. And when she would have went running to the house, I would have struck in front of her to make her stop and run the other way. She would have been dead. But you see, that's because I am a person who feels insecure. But God's not insecure. He's not insecure. He just ignores. Some of the best way to deal with people is to ignore them. I got mad at my cell phone one day, and I said, said, I said, you know what? I just, you irritate me. And it come back, and it said, thank you for the feedback. And I thought, that's good. I'm going to use that someday. Somebody gets up and tells me off, I'm going to say, thank you for the feedback. But I, you know, God's not like that. And so she tried to take prayer out of schools. Well, guess what? Amen. She ended up in such a bad situation. They didn't know where she was for a year or two. And they really didn't care where she was for a year or two. And it was her son that loved God and was a Christian and wrote a book, My Life Without God. Amen. By, by Bill O'Hara. Uh, yeah, Madam O'Hara. Bill O'Hara. Amen. And, and so... Amen. And finally, he said, you know what? We need to give her the dignity of finding her. And they did find her. Amen. And some of the guys took her out and her son and her daughter, granddaughter, and they killed them and they buried them. And the only way they ever knew who she was was she had a hip replacement and the metal in there. Praise God. But that's the life of an atheist. Praise God. That's the life of a person who stands against God. And Moses stood against God. I don't believe that there's a God. Amen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, I don't believe there's a God. Basically, Pharaoh hardened his own heart. You see, a person, we can have a strong will. We can be stubborn-minded. We can do the things that are contrary to reason in that. Have you ever been so mad that you did something? I often tell people, I don't get mad. You know why I don't get mad? Just like when I said Moses. I have this brain, I have found out at 62 years old, I have this brain that it will, it's lazy. And I will stop thinking about what I'm saying because I just want to relax. And before I know it, I'm saying things that's not right. I have to keep my brain engaged. And so I don't have enough power to do two things at once. We don't have enough power to be angry and say good stuff. How many times have we been angry and done something stupid? How many times have we been angry and said something stupid? You have to be careful. There are people that have the mentality is, if I can make them angry, they'll tell me how they feel. And I want to know how they feel. You have to be careful. But when we're stubborn, amen, when we're strong-willed or bullheaded or whatever, we do things that we generally would not do. When God woos us to come to him and live for him, and we get bullheaded, and nope, I'm doing it my way, I'm going to go my way, I'm going to do my thing. 
You're not saved. I understand that. You're going to go to hell. I understand that. You're going to burn for eternity. I understand that. Praise God. But I don't care because I'm going to do my thing. I got my own will. It's, it, it starts out with all of us like that. Praise the Lord. I'm going to do my own thing. I, I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what the word of God says. I don't care what the preacher is. I see it. I know it, etc. But I'm going to do it like that man said. I'm going to do it my way. And we get stubborn. And that's what Pharaoh did. He said, I'm going to do it my way. Praise God. And there comes a certain time and point in a person's life where God will look at him and remember he's a God that knows your heart more than you know your heart. You don't know your heart. You don't know what you want. How many times have you wanted something and now it sits on the shelf somewhere? Praise God. But God knows your heart. And God looking into a person's heart like like Pharaoh. He looks into the heart of Pharaoh. And he says, you know what, Pharaoh? You've had all the chances that you need. You've got all the ability that you could have had. There's no way that you should have another chance. And so what I'm going to do is, I'm going to put you like concrete. It's poured, it's formed, and now it's going to set up and get hard. And we have to be careful on the small scale that God doesn't do that to us when we argue and fight with him. Okay? The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord will not always strive with man. That's why when the Lord shows you something, you need to take care of it right now. Because if you put it off, it's like the seeds that are sown by the wayside. The birds come and get it, and you no longer have it. When God convicts you of something, when God tells you to do something, when God tells you to call somebody and repent or tell them you're sorry or to do something, you need to do it right now. Because there'll come a time when God says, okay, it's poured. I have done, I have showed you enough. And so now the concrete is going to get hard. Praise God. And it becomes hard. Amen. Pharaoh took his stand and would not move. And once he made his decision, and God knew his heart, he knew, praise God, that all the bases were covered, and and Pharaoh knew what he was doing, exactly what he was doing. He said, okay, I'm going to harden you in that spot. And that's the way you're going to be. James talks about a guy looking in the mirror, and I'm not going to get into that, seeing what kind of a face he is, and then he goeth his way and forgetteth what manner of man he is. Basically, it's the same thing. Praise God. You see, Jesus once again tried to stop Judas in betraying him. He even dipped in the sop with him. And Judas said, no, no. Judas walked with him for three and a half years. He watched Jesus. 
He knew that Jesus was everything. That's why you have to be cautious because the more you hear the word of God, the more you are required to follow it. And finally, Jesus looked at Judas and he said, you are past the point of knowing what to do. I'm going to harden your heart. What thou knowest to do, do quickly. Go do it. And the Bible said, and at that point, when his heart was hardened, Satan entered into it. Jesus tells us in Mark 3 and 29, we need to keep a soft heart, church. Mark 3 and 29, he said, but he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never, neither forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. When somebody, that's got to be somebody that knows what the Holy Ghost is. Praise God. I had a person one time that I saw, I thought, I felt like they got the Holy Ghost. And they said to me, I never got it. And I thought, how can you say you never got it? Praise the Lord. How can you say you never got it? But you cannot blaspheme. You see, the key to understanding the hardening of Pharaoh's heart is in Exodus 5 and 2. And it said that Pharaoh, who the Lord that I should, who is the Lord that I should obey the voice? Who is God that I should obey him? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. You see, in verse chapter 4, we find that the Lord had said unto him, I will. So God was saying, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. He didn't harden his heart, but he said, I'm going to do it. It's coming up. And when Pharaoh said, I don't know God. Who is God? I'm God. Oh, my Lord. The man that created you, and you're saying you don't know who he is? But before God deals wrath, he always deals mercy. Before he, had Nehru, before he had Noah build an ark, he worked for 120 years to try to win them over. You see, read the Bible all the way through. God always shows mercy before he shows judgment. Lamentations 3 and 22 said, It is the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Aren't you glad God renews our, our mercy every morning? And he says, great is thy faithfulness. Proverbs got it in a nutshell when he said, he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. You see, in the New Testament, it tells us the kind of judgment that's going to come upon those that do not obey the Lord. In 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7, it says, And unto you who are troubled, rests with us, that the Lord shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel, obey the word of God, and that our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, and from the glory and the power of of his power. Verse 10. When he shall come to be glorified with his saints. And to be admired in all them that believe. Because our testimony among them was believed. In other words. 
What is written in the word of God was believed and we followed it. Amen. You see, Pharaoh was... Pharaoh was caught up by the arch liar. Praise God. He rejected God's command. Praise the Lord. And even a little later in the fifth chapter and in the ninth verse, he said unto them, he said, when Moses come back, he said, those are vain words. He called God's words vain words. Praise God. I've known people that have gone that far in this life. That have gone on to say, those are vain words. There is nothing to those words. There's, praise God. Pharaoh even stood up and said that his heart was so hardened that he would not look at logic. He would not look at creation. He would not look at all the things that was there. And he said, Moses, Moses says, God said, and, and Pharaoh said, those are vain words. They're, they're worthless words. You know, in his own head, it's, it's, it's all in Pharaoh's head. He was gone in his own head. In his own head. Praise God. Amen. Let me finish out with Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I'm just going to do a little reading here. It says, and, and I think it really caps everything I'm saying this morning. In Romans 1 and 16, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek or Gentile. For therein is the righteousness, right relationship of God revealed from faith to faith. You have to believe the word of God every day. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of man. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. He showed us. You know, I believe that everyone that wants to know about God, God will let them know. Even if it's a man riding out into a desert, God will translate a prophet and put it in his way. If you want to know about God, God will will open up to you and anyone that wants to know about God because that's what he's saying here. But the problem is people don't want to know about God. You know, if I had the cure for cancer and I walked down the hospital halls, they would be crawling out of their bed for me to help them. But I've got the knowledge of how to go to heaven and miss hell and if I walk in their room, they'll turn their back to me. Because there's no desire for the things of God. Praise God. Verse 19. Is that where I'm at? No, 20. Thank you. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood 
by the things which are made, the invisible things, things that we do not see in this world. You know, God created the earth. God created everything in the earth so that we might understand the spiritual things. That's why he can talk about the sower that sowed the seed. It's the same way in the spiritual. Praise God. Amen. Even his eternal power and Godhead. You can understand God and the Godhead so that they are without excuse. You know, the Trinitarians say you can't understand it. Well, you can understand it because the Bible says you can. Verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Pharaoh. Neither they're thankful, but became vain. Your words are vain, God. In their imaginations and in their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. And changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like to a corruptible man. In other words, they would take, praise God, things on this life and end up making it a God. It could be a boat and a motor. It could be a house. It could be a wife. It could be a husband. It, whatever you put before God becomes your God. And every one of them is created by the earth. Praise God. God created it. And now you're going to worship it is what he's saying. Praise God. Verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Praise God. You know, he wrote that 2,000 years ago about their day. We still got it in our day. Man can be so wise. I was teaching on Wednesday night, if you didn't hear it or was able to go back and get it, about how there is earthly wisdom, and that's all great. But that earthly wisdom will not do you any good. You will be just as stupid if you never knew it if you don't have godly wisdom. You have to have godly wisdom. It's good to get earthly wisdom. you got to get smart and everything. But you got to use that earthly wisdom in a godly way. Praise God. We've got smarter men today than they ever were, but they're acting dumber. Because they are not living in the ways of God. But Pharaoh, amen, hardened his heart. And God said, okay, no more chances for you, Pharaoh. And he made him like concrete. Praise God. Let's all stand. We have a God that's so much a God of justice and a God of righteousness that when a person has had all the chances that they need to have to make the decision that they have, God will take the rest away. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you, Jesus, for your presence and your spirit. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this lesson today. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to be with me. Help me, dear Lord, and help us, dear God, to live for you, walk for you, and receive your word. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to let us depart from this place, but not from your presence. God, we're going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen?